Have you ever found yourself wondering if your morning coffee to get you going, your afternoon treat to keep you going, or your evening glass of wine to calm the rough edges of your day are all a part of why you are struggling in perimenopause? Or maybe you just have this little voice inside of you that you keep denying, which says, if I could just give this up, maybe it would make a difference on the scale. So you decide to give it up, but when your alarm goes off the next morning or you hit that afternoon energy slump or feel so rattled at the end of your day that you just say, whatever, I don't care, a girl needs to live a little, you are not alone. I used to have these same conversations with myself every day, and this episode is for you. I'm going to walk you through whether or not you really need to cut out caffeine, sugar, and alcohol to hit your goals and feel better, and answer the question, are they impacting your hormones? How to know if you just need a trial separation or a complete divorce from the relationship you have with these habits, and share with you the explanation of these particular foods and their impact on your body that changed everything for me. Ready? Let's dive into this episode and learn more about how to heal your hormones to release the weight. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey there, sister. How does your body feel today? What is she feeling? If you've tuned in to several of my episodes, you know this is a question I ask often because so much about our struggle in perimenopause is that we are way too far outside of our body. We're way up in our head, we're way out in the land of what everyone else is thinking or feeling or doing or wanting. And we are too far out of that inside out mentality, what's actually happening in here. In fact, Often when someone might ask me that question, I would think, well, I think my body feels overweight or I think my body feels gross or I, you know, and, and I'm, the point is when you say, I think when you start telling your body what is happening, this is head down. I want body up. I want body out. Your body tells you what is experiencing. So we really want to get in there. What is she feeling today? Is she feeling tired? Is she feeling tight? Is she feeling bloated or uncomfortable? What is she actually saying to you inside? This is where we want to get to. So dig deep when I ask that question. This is how we really uncover those whispers. Now, are you ready for this episode? I promised that we are going to talk about 
whether you have to give up caffeine, sugar, and alcohol, you know, and some of those other major players to actually release weight in perimenopause. As promised, I'm going to cover some key tips for you. You know me, I love to make sure I'm giving you things that you can tangibly take away in a short period of time because we are all already feeling like we're drinking from a fire hose. We're going to make sure to cover whether you need to cut out these things, whether they're impacting your hormones and how to know, how to know if you do need to take that space um, or really take a longer term break. And really the explanation of these particular things, I'm going to tell you something that I learned that changed everything for me and made my decision-making around them super easy. So are you ready? Grab your pen and paper or your notes on your phone or promise yourself you're going to come back if you're driving, if you're multitasking. I don't know about you, but I like to fold laundry, walk the dog. I like to do a lot of things. Sometimes I'm showering when I'm listening to podcasts. So make sure you're making a note to jot down these things so you have them so you can implement them. As the goal here is really to help you understand what's going on, reduce that inflammation, optimize your hormones, and understand how to work with them. This is our process. This is how we get there. And it's kind of opposite from what we're being told. So if you're ready, say yes. Say yes, because I know that your body is saying yes, even if your mind is saying, no, I want that glass of wine later. (laughs) No, I've got a girls weekend planned. All right. Grab that stuff and let's get ready for this episode. Perimenopause weight loss myth number one through six. You are just getting older. You need to accept it. You would have to work out every day and cut your calories way back and be miserable. And if you really want to release weight, it's going to be harder than it was in your 20s. Sister, that is not the truth, but here is the truth. All you need to be successful in weight release during perimenopause and menopause is to understand how this major hormonal shift impacts your metabolism. Eliminate the inflammation that is causing most of your symptoms, optimize your hormones, and commit to habits that work with your hormones. And don't worry, it's easier than you think, I can promise you that. So I created a brand new signature course called Midlife Mojo to guide you through each of these four simple steps and get you releasing the weight so you can get back in control of your body and thrive in perimenopause and beyond. You can go on vacations, you can enjoy the holidays, you can tackle your big dreams and even bigger to-do lists, no matter what number you're turning this birthday and have the confidence that the scale will only be moving in the direction that you want. It is a 12-week course that we will commit to together, and it is designed to get you out of that hormonal chaos, including mood swings, night sweats, and heavy periods, eliminate and heal inflammation in your body, that means no more bloating, brain fog, exhaustion, and cravings, optimize your hormones, bring on that energy, and shift you into fat-burning mode. Hello results so you will release the weight. And guess what? I am guaranteeing it. I have worked with enough women in perimenopause struggling to release weight and feel better, as well as my own 15-pound weight gain and loss, that I know this is a proven system. When you show up and follow through, you will get results. I promise, or 
I'll give you your money back. Now, space is limited because our results are critical and doors open on Sunday, August 20th. So mark your calendars for VIP early access, which means anyone on the VIP waitlist will get first access and early bird pricing. All you need to do is sign up right now at BriaThePeriodWhisperer.com forward slash midlife dash mojo dash waitlist. Here it is again, BriaThePeriodWhisperer.com forward slash midlife dash mojo dash waitlist. And it's in the show notes below. So pause this episode. I won't mind. I will wait right now and get on the VIP waitlist so you can be the first to get the details on my brand new signature program where I am guaranteeing results. Am I crazy? No, no, I'm not. Because here is what I know about women like us. When we invest in ourselves, like paying for this course, and we have skin in the game, like knowing that our results are guaranteed if we follow the process step by step, then we show up. We go all in. And I have a 100% success ratio on my clients who go all in. If I know anything about helping women release weight from 12 years of experience, it's that September when fall comes and school starts. September is like our Super Bowl time for progress, commitment, and change. So go right now, get on the wait list so you do not miss the early bird pricing. Share it with your girlfriends, sisters, anyone you know who is struggling to feel good in perimenopause. Perimenopause will transform you if you let it, or it will lock your feet in concrete. Let's transform, sister. Get on the wait list now. Heal your hormones. Release the weight. Now, I want for you at the end of this episode to have a much clearer understanding of some of these key players that can really wreak havoc on our system and are often things that pop up for us and make us go, hmm, should I give this up? Should I not give this up? You know, for me, I didn't even understand the impact of caffeine on my body. You know, Sugar and I had always had a really close relationship, <laughs> especially in the afternoons and after dinner. And, you know, when I started sinking even more deeply into my perimenopause symptoms around the ages of 37, 38, 39, that was when I really started to turn to alcohol more and then had to kind of examine each day is this, is this something I should give up? The funny thing I realize, and maybe you feel this way too. In fact, I know many of you do because I hear it from you. Often there's this gut feeling that we have that we should maybe take a break from something, you know, kind of like, you know, when you're in high school and you're in a bit of a toxic relationship, either with a friend or a partner, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, and you're like, maybe this isn't right for me. Maybe this isn't okay, but you sort of keep doing it somehow, but you always have that gut instinct. This is our body's way of whispering to us. And it doesn't mean that we have to make a decision, but it does mean we need to start paying attention. And I am of the mind where there are certain things in life and these three things specifically are my three things, caffeine, sugar, and alcohol, where I don't know that I want to completely divorce them. You know, I don't know that we need like to completely end the relationship, you know, because let's be honest, divorce is something you take time and really think about, right? It's not a quick decision, but 
it's often something, you know, when, when we're having this gut instinct, when something is kind of making us go, hmm, but we keep going back to it, you know, it's, it's sometimes where we need to examine it and think, dig a little deeper, right? Follow the bouncing ball back. Why, why is this thing coming up in my life? Why do I have this gut instinct of maybe it's not the right thing for me? And the thing that we need to understand first, I think, is what the impact of these three things are on our body in general and why it's different, why it changes in perimenopause, right? Because we can go through our 20s and 30s and handle a lot of things. Like in my 20s, I prided myself, if I don't even know that's a right, correct term, I would pride myself on the fact that I only really needed to sleep five hours a night. And yep, each of my days started with caffeine. Well, in my 20s, I couldn't afford alcohol every day, so I didn't often do that. But, you know, as I headed into my 30s, you know, I could definitely end my day with with alcohol every single day. So we start to examine these things and, and understand, you know, really, okay, let's just take a look here. My body keeps telling me maybe there's this gut instinct that's like maybe you know, are these things bothersome? We hear so much about them, you know, of course, out in the world, out in the news, but let's dig into how we feel, the impact of them. And I always like to kind of first, let's get the facts, let's get the science. So, you know, number one, do we need to cut out caffeine, sugar, or alcohol to hit our goals, feel better? Are they impacting our hormones? And here's what you need to know about these three things. So caffeine, um, as we know, is a stimulant in our body and immediately when we drink it, it stimulates our body to kind of pick up our adrenaline and it, cr- it immediately creates cortisol. Likewise with sugar, sugar is actually a, quite toxic to our body. Doesn't mean we need to divorce it, right? We can always have a little bit of everything here and there. <laughs> Side note, it reminds me, if you ever watched the movie, The Princess Bride, there's that scene where, you know, now I can't even remember it exactly, but where they're, you know, drinking the cup with the poison. And and in the end, spoiler alert, they both have poison in it, but one had been taking a little bit of poison every single day. (laughs) And so they built up immunity. I actually do think there's some truth to that. I think it's okay. Our body has the space and the capacity and to handle a little bit of toxicity, you know, here and there, as long as it's not so much and not all the time. But so things like, you know, caffeine, sugar, and alcohol specifically is a tough one because it pretty much for most of us, it combines sugar and a toxic ingredient in it. And, and the biggest thing in all of them is that they, they create, I think in perimenopause, they cause two major issues. First of all, they, they create a greater workload on the body because when we have these things, when these things come into our body, our body now has to stop what they are doing, right? Anytime cortisol or something toxic comes into the body, the body's got to be like, whoo, red alert, code blue. I got to take a break here and I got to deal with this major player that's just come in. It's a big problem, right? And so that means it has to stop dealing with this hormone imbalance, um, which it's working really hard to, you know, pass that torch from ovaries to adrenal. So it's, it's dealing with this added workload right now. And now it can't do its job. This is, you know, obviously there's a reason we recommend that pregnant women don't drink caffeine and alcohol. You know, it can be damaging to the baby, but it's also really damaging to us because our bodies are creating life and it doesn't have the time to deal with the shenanigans over here if it wants to create a solid life. You know what I mean? So the, one of the first problems, or I'd say one of the first two problems of things like caffeine, sugar, alcohol, and really any inflammatory item. So we can add in there, you know, a lot of 
lot of non-organic produce, you know, those dirty dozens specifically, we can add in there, um, you know, environmental toxins, we can add in there conventionally raised dairy, gluten, things like that. But these are three pretty big players. So let's keep it around there. Just know that it encompasses everything. Anything that, that irritates the body a little or spikes a cortisol or adrenaline re response adds a greater workload to the body. So forget the calories. Don't even worry about the added calories. This is why you can be busting your butt in, in the gym or going on long runs and still gain weight if your calories are on. Because at this stage in our game, it's not about the calories, it's about the workload. What does the body have to do? And when the body is too busy dealing with these added things coming in to handle the, the larger workload it has during perimenopause, then it stresses out and it shifts us into like low battery mode, right? Reducing our metabolism, amping up our fat storage. That's the simple way to really look at it. But that's what that's what the issue is here. So the problem with these three things is not even the added calories. It's really the added workload to the body. So now it can no longer handle things and it gets upset. It gets irritated. Things fall through the cracks, right? It can't maintain what it's already doing. And the other piece that I think is really, really important is that often if caffeine and sugar and alcohol are a regular part of our day and our week, usually they're coming in as a player to, to help us with something that, that we're avoiding, right? We, you know, we need the caffeine to wake up and maybe we're not actually sleeping enough, right? We're not prioritizing this health pillar in our life. We need that sugar for that dopamine hit in the afternoon. Maybe we're not really looking at our pleasure pillar and taking the time to feel, you know, feel joy outside of food. Um, or maybe we're missing intimacy in our life, you know? Alcohol, a lot of us reach to for that sort of soothing, calming of the rough edges. And yet we need these rough edges because these are the things that tell us what is bothering us for real. <laughs> and so we're using these things in a way as a numbing, as a numbing agent or a boosting agent that really is covering up the piece that we have to be dealing with. And that's the thing about perimenopause, right? Because of the hormonal shifts, this natural shift of our estrogen and progesterone, our brain, the memory encoders in our brain are really like becoming more aware of the things that tick us off. So it's actually a beautiful prime time, whether we want it or not. It's like the gift that we might not want, but it is a gift that helps us to recognize what, you know, where we need to set boundaries, what we need to deal with, what we need to process, what we need to believe, you know, trust and lean into and learn for ourselves so that we can live our best life for the rest of our life so that we can be happy. So this is, you know, so the question becomes, do I need to cut these things out? And if you are dealing with inflammation in your body, if you're having these symptoms like major heavy periods, bloating, indigestion, headaches, brain fog, hot flashes, night sweats, inflammation is at the core of a lot of these things. It's making it worse because your body can't deal with the other things. So yeah, we need to pull them out. Do we need to divorce them? This is sort of the second takeaway take for you. Do we just need a trial separation or we do we need a complete divorce from this toxic relationship that you have with it? And really the only way to know this is to take your separation 
which I is I find in you know in all of my studies and all of my experience, four to six weeks is plenty of time for you to pull the inflammatory things out of your out of your way. So you don't have to say I'm never going to drink again, I'm never going to eat this again, but you can say I'm just going to take the inflammation out of my body to really hear what it's saying. And then when you reintroduce it, you can hear your body and what it actually, what she's actually saying to you, right? Because if we're constantly irritating it, the body adapts as best as it can. The problem's still there, but we don't actually, our response to it, how much it bother bothers us isn't as obvious to us. So often I have clients say like, I, you know, they, they lean into their, their elimination inflammation section of their, of the, of the P4 formula. And, um, and then, you know, maybe they go out and they have a drink or two and they realize how their body responds to that, or, you know, the impact, how badly they sleep that night, um, or the bloating that might come if all of a sudden they have, you know, some gluten or some sugar, we start to really recognize. And that is the response we want to know. We want to calm this chaos calm the inflammation so we can get to the root of the issue. What really bothers us? Because the other side of that is that we start to realize there are some things that don't bother us, right? And if you pull out all of these inflammatory things for a while and then slowly reintroduce them, you can really isolate, you know, what makes you feel good and what doesn't. And then all of a sudden you don't feel like you're missing out so much. So that's number two here. How you know if you just need this trial separation is if you pull this thing out for a long enough period that the inflammation is gone and that your body starts to optimize again. These are our phases, right? We eliminate inflammation so the body can begin to optimize, you know, get back to work and fix all the things that had slipped through the cracks. And then we can shift into fat burning, but that's what allows us to hear what that issue is, right? I know, again, for me, it was it was it became very clear. I had been really leaning on caffeine specifically in you know every single day to get up, get my workout, and get my day started. And when I did finally pull that out, I would occasionally be like, oh, maybe I'll just give it a try. And without fail, every day, I would have digestive issues. I would have cravings in the afternoon. I'd be dog tired and I'd be irritable. So I was able to actually like see the tie there. And it makes that decision of whether we need to fully break up or whether we need to, you know, just find a new way to moderate the relationship. It makes it really clear. So that's how you know if if you need that, that separation or the divorce. And the other piece I would say with this that I think is really important is that anytime you are, you have a habit and this can go for any of your habits in your life. It doesn't have to be things that you consume that go in your body, but anytime you have a habit that is regular in your life and it doesn't give positivity to you, right? It's not, it's one that actually in the end takes more than it gives then we really need to take a good hard look at like, do I, you know, like keeping this habit, that, that's the definition of a toxic relationship, right? One that is taking more than it's, you know, providing. So we really want to get clear on like, why am I doing this thing? You know, what is that self-sabotage cycle? Why am I leaning on this thing? Am I just not paying attention? And that's how you know when you need to divorce something. Okay, number three, we're going to round this out for you. I realized this explanation of these particular foods and their impact on my body that was said to me in a way, and I want to try to, you know, make this as succinct for you guys that really made giving them up 
way easier for me. And here it is. Each of these items specifically, as I was saying earlier, you know, we, we crave these things pretty quickly, right? These are the kinds of things that people have a harder time giving up. And it's because we think we need them sometimes. It's like, oh, I used to think, well, I, the caffeine gives me energy. But, but here's the, the piece that I think is really important to understand. I thought that, that it was almost like, you know, this magic potion, like a fairy godmother that is a cup of energy given to me. So now, oh, look, I'm pouring energy into my body. This is the metaphor. Same with, and we can say the same with sugar and alcohol. With sugar, it's like I'm pouring the happiness into my body, making me feel a little happier, giving that boost. Alcohol, I'm pouring the calm into my body, right? Whatever these, whatever those things are, you're pouring it. But that's not actually what is happening. Caffeine, as I said at the beginning, is a stimulant. So you're not pouring energy into your body. You're pouring something into your body that stimulates your body to collect the energy that you have in there and shove it down your brain, <laughs> your neurotransmitters, in a mass large quantity. So the problem with that is that that's all your energy. So now all of a sudden, all of your energy in your body that you have from the positive tools, right? The micronutrients, the protein, the other habits that you've been creating, maybe the good workout that you did, is now been consumed and crammed at you and you utilized it all in an hour and now you got nothing, nothing less than nothing. And how do you begin to build those things back up? So this is why where it gets, you know, I think where we've been confused, we think this item, you know, this alcohol that we're drinking is giving us this calm. It's not, it's, it's taking all the calm that you have in your body, shoving it at you quickly. And now you have no calm left. This is why afterwards, we can feel more impatient the next day. Haven't you ever noticed that? You can have this beautiful night with some drinks and the next day now you're tired, you're edgier, you're more frustrated and four o'clock rolls around and you're like, oh my God, I really need that glass of wine. I think this is this was a huge aha moment for me to recognize that these are not, you know, magic pills that are giving, that are, you know, buying energy or calm or happiness at the store and giving us more. It's just a way for our body to, grab all the stuff that we have and shove it at us really, really quickly, but then it leaves us depleted later. Do you see the difference there? We only have as much energy, as much patience, as much joy as we cultivate with the tools that we use now in our lives and the habits that we create, right? So when we cram it all in one area and decide to drink it all at once or consume it all at once, we get a great hit and high from that, but then it's just gone. And we have to find a way to rebuild that. So we need to shift this focus to thinking a little bit more about like, what are the tools like that my body is using to transfer and create more energy within me, right? Sleep, micronutrient dense food and proteins of course are really huge like micronutrients vitamins minerals from vegetables specifically or supplements those are things that our body can use to create better cleaner faster more effective and more efficient energy meditation breath work you know walking and exercise these are the things that our body can use to create more of what we are looking for when we reach for these items caffeine sugar alcohol so I think what's so important there, you know, is to recognize that when we think about, and for me, when I thought about 
I used to really feel like, oh, I was missing out. Where's my fun if I'm not drinking? You know, where's, you know, this going on in my life? If I'm not doing these things, where's my energy going to come from? Until I really realized that I was kind of telling myself and selling myself this lie. These things don't, they just sort of alter our reality. They are not giving us more. They're not our fairy godmother, you know. It's going to go away. So in a way, maybe it is like Cinderella's fairy godmother. She comes, you know, gets us all wonderful and feeling great. And then at midnight, off it goes and we feel sad and we're crying in the pumpkin on the street. (laughs) Anyway, all right, sisters. You know that what you have been doing hasn't been working for you. Now you understand the process to supporting your hormones during this hormonally imbalanced time really is about understanding what's going on, reducing that inflammation so you have the space for your body to optimize, which a lot she'll do all on her own. That's how magical our bodies are. I want you to go out, be more in your life and not just less on a scale and really think about these things that you are struggling to give up if they're your thing that's getting in the way. Okay, be more in your life, not just less on a scale and keep checking in with how your body is feeling. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.